Last week, we talked about the planning nitty-gritty for the new year. This week, we're going to talk about how to set your vision, the bigger picture, and what you need to think about moving into 2020. The body of this episode is a repeat of last year's episode, but everything will be just as relevant this year round. This is episode 61 of the Business of Making podcast. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. This podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle the ultimate guide for starting, growing, and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind. The maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. G'day and welcome to another episode of The Business of Making. I'm Jess and I'm here with Mick. Hello. And the lovely Deb. Hello. And this is part two of our two-part mini-series about planning for 2019. So last week we were talking about vision. We shared, you know, what a vision is, uh, what our personal visions are for next year, and also what our combined vision is for the business of making. Uh, We were a little bit vague with that, but hey, you'll find out more as time goes on. Uh, So if you haven't listened to that episode, scroll back in your feed, go listen to that episode before you listen to this one. Because this one is part two, and in this episode, we're talking about the practicalities. We're talking about planning, how to actually plan, when's the best time to plan for the new year, the things to keep in mind, uh, and we're going to share how we ourselves do our own planning and the methods we also teach, because we obviously all talk about this in our respective communities and teach methods of planning. So let's start with, start at the beginning. Uh, it's a good place to start, I feel. It's a very good place to start. Oh, God, let's not sing. Um, okay, so when is the best time to plan for 2019? Not now. <laughs> I was going to say now. I don't know. <laughs> so if you're listening to this as the episode's gone out, it's Boxing Day. You're probably a bit hungover from Christmas, uh, either from alcohol or from food. 
um, you know, and it's been a big day, mate. And if you're in Australia, Boxing Day is a kind of, you know, what do people do? Like watch the cricket or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Just drink beers, really. <laughs> drink, yeah. fly around and do very little. Yeah. Um, but th- I feel like this period between Christmas and New Year is actually a really powerful week. Like, mm. because generally speaking, everyone's a bit more laid back. Everything's a little bit slower. Uh, well, it's like that in Australia because, of course, down here, it's summer holidays. You know, the kids are off school. Uh, a lot of people are actually on holiday who have normal jobs. Uh, yeah, between between- traditional employment, we have shutdown period. So usually during Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, so free. You you're free. Time. Yeah, you probably have some time. So this is a really good time to reflect on how your business has gone in 2018 and then kind of set yourself up for planning for 2019. See, I think we're about to have a first disagreement live <laughs> on the show. We were saying just uh, off offline, is that a thing? Like before we started recording today. Off some, air. Off air. Off air, yeah, that's <laughs> better. Offline, I was like, that is <laughs> Um, yeah, we were saying, oh, but we always agree. Like there's no, we should bring in someone that has like a completely different opinion. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is it today. And I don't entirely disagree, but um, I think that you should give yourself a little break as well. I think it really depends. I think you shouldn't push yourself to have like your goals and your thing and like everything planned out by the 1st of Jan, just because our society oh, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> God, keep what going. is going on? Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just think that there's a lot of pressure on that 1st of January. Like we just want to like, you know, you, you want to do good and you want to be ready and you want to have all of your goals in place and your systems and your things and know what the three months are going to look like and all of that. And sometimes it's just not possible. Like especially makers, it's a really busy time before that. There's all, you know, it's crazy ordering. Hopefully if you had sales and all the promotion from Black Friday to Christmas, it's crazy. Or even Halloween before that. So that last quarter of the year is insane. And then there's all the family stuff, which for some people, most people would say is stressful. And, and then just maybe relax a little bit. Like it, my, my view is, you know, if you feel like, if you feel like it, which I'm going to be honest, often that's my case. I often actually feel like it between Christmas and New Year's because I'm like, oh, we're about to go into the year. And so I do it then sometimes, but you, I wouldn't say that this is necessarily the best time and that it's completely okay if come January you have no idea what your year is going to be looking like yet. And you can still make it happen in January and not be completely, you know, like, anyway, I'm looking at Michaela and she's like, oh, I disagree. <laughs> it's my turn. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, uh, we, that last bit that you said there, I do definitely agree with. If you don't have it all sort of by 1st January, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's not like there's no rules around this, you know. Like, don't beat yourself up if you don't have a plan by the 1st of January. What I like to do, what I'd like to try and do, and also teach my students is to try and do it actually three months in advance. So a quarter in advance, you do your next quarter. So the what quarter are we in now? Quarter four. So at the beginning of October or the end of September, I'd like to try and plan out my January, February, March. That's very That is ambitious. It's That's ambitious, so it's ambitious, but then you're always rolling. And I think then you also have a bit of capacity to actually schedule in downtime. So I would schedule in downtime and I do between Christmas and like first week of January and nothing's happening then. I'm going on holidays. So there's no pressure to do anything. And then you, but you can hit the ground running as soon as you get back because then you already know what the plan is. So yeah, that's my take. Yeah, I that's like very that. good. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think like, I usually think now that you said that I'm like, Oh my God, three months ahead, that's really soon. But then I think about, well, what I usually, what I do uh, most years in my business is probably around now ish. 
So, you know, October, well, not now-ish, now-ish as we're recording, not as this is going out. So um, it's actually just the beginning of November right now. What I would normally do is around this time of year is sit down with my year planner and the next year and actually try to schedule in big events. So hundred percent. I will like last episode, we talked about vision. Okay. I know what my vision is going to be. Now I'm going to sit down a few months before the year starts because you like with stuff like launches and things, usually, especially in the education aspect uh, area online, you need to know well ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And same with handmade, you know, Christmas, man, we start talking about Christmas stuff in like August because you need to really be planned ahead of time. So being aware months ahead of what's coming up. So I I actually, I I, I plan in things like big launches and holidays. So down to, because I try to take a digital sabbatical twice a year. So that's two weeks a year at opposite ends of the year where I completely go offline for a week. And I generally do it around sort of April, May, and sort of October, November-ish time. So when it's not like super peak busy season. Um, so the reason I don't do it over, you know, the Christmas week is for me, generally speaking, um, we have like Christmas stuff on Christmas day and then that's it. And then we do it. We do new year's with friends. So I've got that week there and I, I usually find that I'm really energized and really want to kind of plan in that week, but some people might just be freaking exhausted <laughs> as you said, and might just need some downtime. So, it, you know, it, it does depend on you, but I think it's really important. And we've all t- touched on this now is that looking ahead and being very clear on what's coming, because if you don't know yeah. what's coming, you will just, you'll hit the ground and you'll be on the treadmill. We talked about this in the last episode and you'll be stuck on that treadmill and you'll get to the end of the year and not have achieved any of the big things you want to achieve. But not only just being on the treadmill, you're on the treadmill and someone is like throwing foam blocks at you every time. <laughs> like dodge this, dodge this, dodge this, because you don't like, you also overcommit. You're like, yes, I'm going to be, if you're a parent, I'm going to be on the bloody school board and organize the fucking fate. Don't do that, people, if you run a business. Um, <laughs> you know, you or you're on the board of your soccer club or, you know, you volunteer for your kid's soccer team or, you know, if you don't have kids, you do a multitude of other things. You say yes to, yes, I'm going to promote my product. Yes, I'm going to do your donation for your charity giveaway. Yes, I'm going to do this, this, this. And if you don't have that all planned in, it's just, yeah, these blocks just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. And that's that's where overwhelm happens and that's where burnout happens. And it's can be so easily avoided if you plan your year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, it's important to, to, most people will plan end of December or January. Like I'd say that's really after Christmas and up till the end of January, that's really when you should get it done. If you're, if you're working in that year, in that yearly sort of, what is it, calendar year? Is that what it's called? Yeah, calendar year. I actually, it's kind of a shock for everyone. My year starts in June every year <laughs> or in July actually. Uh, and it came before because tax time in Australia is different and it's kind of how it works. So it was more aligned with like finances and, and reflecting on that as well when I planned for my year. So I actually really don't care that it's January soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's the middle of the year. So I'm more doing like a mid-year thing where I'm like, okay, where am I going? And then I do my regular three-month um, planning. I guess we can get into that in a bit, but I think we all do sort of like those quarterly big goals. Um, so my point is, you know, if, if you find it that you you love going and getting some new stationery with new little calendar and agenda after Christmas for 2019 and do it at that time, then go for it. If it's not your thing, you're tired, do it a bit later. Like it doesn't really matter as long as you're consistent and you say each year, this is when I commit to doing it. And then I commit to doing that every three months or however, whatever your system mm. is after that. 
Mm. Yep. I love what you said there about the working on the financial year. Did my, I actually have a diary here, a planner from Kiki K and it's actually a financial year one. So it starts yeah. the 1st of J- July and goes through to the end of June. Uh, and for obviously uh, in Australia business wise, that sort of makes sense. And mm. look, honestly, I've never really thought about it before in that way, but that actually makes a lot of sense for me as well, because like I was saying, I have my holidays kind of in those weird little off seasons. Mm. Because I feel like this, like December, January, it's just go, go, go. Because there's so much happening. Like it's Christmas for, you know, the jewellery business. And then it's the new year coming for my Create and Thrive. And I want to be, I want to be teaching and I want to be helping people. Everybody's kind of excited. There's this, this feeling of, you know, no matter what, like there's this feeling of newness when it comes to January 1st, just in our society and our culture, we've kind of built this up as a thing. So I think, you know, running with that is is a good thing and it's, it's okay yeah. to, to, to use that sort of um, cultural energy to help you mm. move forward uh, because everybody's talking about it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to talk in another episode about resolutions. We're not talking about that in this episode, but um, when it comes to your business, setting those kind of longer term goals uh, on a rolling basis is, is really useful as well. So let's talk yeah. a bit, let's talk a bit about, our actual planning methods. Um, so I'll kick off uh, the one I generally use. Now I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm not always up with this. Sometimes life happens. <laughs> I'm never up with my planning. <laughs> like, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes life happens and things pop up and my planning um, just disappears and I have to like run and catch up with it. And that's normal. It happens to everybody. But the system I use is something called the top three priorities planning method. So this is all about setting three priorities. So uh, three priorities for the year and then breaking those down, three priorities for the quarter, breaking those down, three priorities for the month, breaking those down, three priorities for the week. So you you start at the big end of things and we talked last week about having your one word. Well, I, I you know, so I'd come up with three priorities that will most likely make that one word a reality and then breaking each one of those down bit by bit till you get to the actual nitty gritty tasks that you actually need to do. So that's nice because it, it sort of connects the, the big vision with the everyday tasks um, that you need to actually do. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck one of two ways. They're really good at visioning, but really crap at actually implementing because it seems overwhelming or they're really good at implementing day to day, but they have no idea about the, what the big vision is. So so often people tend to be one or the other and it's important to bring those two things together in a way that makes sense. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of people listening who are thinking, no, I can't do any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Like none of the visioning, none of the day-to-day, like I suck, help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's why we have planning methods out there. Um, A good book to recommend, uh, Getting Things Done by David Allen, if you've never read that, it's really helpful. Uh, It has has some really good... um, concepts in there that will help you things like the idea that you need to get stuff out of your brain and onto paper mm. or onto into a digital capture device to clear your brain he has yeah, it's, clear, clear the plate yeah <laughs> these open loops happen you know your mind has open loops if you don't close the loop i.e capture the idea and put it somewhere your brain will just keep coming back to them and back to them and back to them and that takes up brain power so you need to clear that out so things like that so that's a good book um, to read but yeah at the end of the day so that's what I do I st- I have my big wall planner I'm actually going to talk nitty-gritty here I have the big wall planner where I put all the big dates on it 
uh, I have my actual weekly planner. So I was about to pick it up and show you, but you can't see the video. <laughs> <laughs> Only Mick and Deb can see. Can see. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my planner, and I've been using this for years. I have a paper planner on my desk. It's, um, it's a week to a page. So it's like, you know, I can see Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday on there, A4 size. And I, and I use that every single week. And I kind of, I put all my appointments on there. I put the tasks that I need to do for that week on there and I cross them out because I love that. Um, but I also use Trello. Uh, so Trello to manage dates and, and, and long-term stuff. So like, for example, I have a Trello board where I have for my, my own podcast I have each month and then I, I list in there the episodes that are coming up and the dates they're going out. So I kind of have a hybrid system of paper and digital. And then I use a calendar on, you know, I use the Cal app on my phone to sync with Google Calendar and that thing runs my life. So those things all together mean that I don't miss appointments. It means that I'm aware of what I need to do, not only on a day-to-day basis, but on a larger scale basis, because in Trello, I keep those larger plans and I refer back to them on a regular basis. So that's how I run myself. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. And now back to the show. Yeah, I. it's funny when we were just talking about the systems that we used off air and I was like, oh, I wonder what Jess's is because it has a very, very official name and it sounds really good. And as you're going through, I'm like, oh, it's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. We just have different terms for things. So yeah. <clears throat> I basically start with my, yeah, my focus word or my intention. I set, um, except I don't have the three, I have four because I work really quite strictly to the calendar and I think that's a little bit because um, having kids school age kids we work to terms and then also being in university like I just there's so much that relies on dates and like deadlines for marking and all that kind of thing so yeah I have the four um, quarters I have a so I have a focus for each quarter which would be similar to your like priority I guess and then for each month I have a monthly um priority <laughs> so again it's the same word so the monthly priority is then put in the wall planner and then yeah that's broken down into four weekly tasks for each month um which is then broken down into action steps so yeah just having that big vision and then just breaking it down into the the tiny black single action steps to get it done and that again yeah just make sure that you're working towards that everything you're doing is working towards that overarching goal that you're wanting to achieve. So, yeah. I, and I guess talking about the nitty gritty, I have the same like wall, <clears throat> sorry, big wall planner on the wall. Well, let's all say that it's actually your planner because we're yeah, totally <laughs> your planner on the wall. We're all using your planner. <laughs> we're all using the Maker's Wall Planner, which you can get. <laughs> we'll put the link later. Um, <laughs> but it is um, what I do first is I put in big things that are happening so especially like the kids birthdays like my best friend's birthday I put in there to make sure that I keep that weekend free and I don't book anything on that weekend that's around that time um 
And then, yeah, family holidays. Like I book in all the time off first because otherwise we all know it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. So I put that on <laughs> first. And then I do the big launches and whatnot, like the or big conferences, whatever is happening around there. And then kind of like, yeah, fit everything in around that. So, yep. Yeah. So we all have very similar systems really, which I kind of knew that was going to happen this way. Um, <laughs> Because it's, you know, that's what the majority of people use because it kind of works. Like it's, you know, if you really want a system that works, these are timelines that, that work quite nicely. Um, mm. There's one thing that I do differently is that I don't do one week, I do two weeks. But yeah, so let me start with the, the bigger vision. So I do the vision thing. And then every three months, I will have sort of like a, min, a mini vision. A, yeah, I guess you could call it a mini vision for that. So it's like the word or whatever for this three months, like what's the the goal for that for those three months? What am I trying to achieve? And really, I like to think of it like I this is 25% of my year. Mm-hmm. That puts goals in perspective. Like that helps. Mm, that's really good. Longer, you know, like this is too big or too small, you know, and, and so I'm not going to say I've got three necessarily goals for three months because sometimes this one thing is going to take me, like when I do Makers Be Summit, I do not do anything else for three months. Like there isn't even yeah. any other project on, you know, so sometimes like if you're redesigning your entire website or whatever, like this, this kind of project just takes over and you can't do that and assume that at the same time you're going to be growing yourselves by 50%. Like that's just not realistic, you know? So I like to think about those 25% because it helps me think, oh, I've got four blocks like that. Okay, what am I going to do with this one to get me closer to where I want to be at the end of the year? Um, and then I break those, this big goal or those goals that I have for the three months into projects. And then that goes into Asana, which is my software of choice, like project management thing online straight away. It's not going to look good at first. Like I'm obviously going to go, you know, and put more details as I work on it, but I try to put a few main deadlines or main tasks that need to be done so that, because that's what the, on the day to day, that's what I do in the morning. I go and I look at what I have to do. So it needs to be an Asana or it's not going to happen ever. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's where, that's a really good tip. And I think that's where I fall down is I have everything on my calendar, but then I, I don't seem to be able to translate that to um, like being able to work a day to day. I get sidetracked like all yeah. the time. I think, yeah, putting it into Asana straight away is a really good tip. So I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, <laughs> putting it where you go to get your stuff done, really. You know? Yeah. Because, because, and I have the like Asana online and I also have a planner, um, like as in printed, like physical planner, just because I, I don't know, it does something in my brain when I write yeah, down. Like writing writing stuff something, down. Yeah, there's something that happens. I can't explain it. I'm sure there's some studies on it, but I swear it's like it goes into your brain because you use your hand or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I put that into Asana and then my, my printed planner more looks like a day-to-day thing. So I've got the weekly view. And then I've got the day to day. I'll I'll write down the night before. I'm ne- I'm not always good at that. Sometimes I'm on a roll and I do it for two months and it's great. Sometimes I don't at all. But I try the night before to plan my day exactly as you know. From eight to ten, I do this. From ten to twelve, I do this. Blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Oh yeah, and the two week thing. So I don't do weekly. I, I do recommend people do weekly if that works for them. But I found it didn't work for me, and I found that giving myself two weeks was better. Like I got more done. So I think about 10 days. So I do every two weeks I reassess, okay, what are my priorities for those next two weeks, you know, in mm, order to. That's good. So, I like the idea of working fortnightly. It's, it's a yeah. nice period of time as well. Yeah, it feels less disappointing. Like, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> You've got more time. Yeah. <laughs> like, time. But, you know, don't. <laughs> so it's just going to be slower. No, it's not about like pushing and going, man, I've got another week. Like you still need to. 
I don't know. I just felt like, you know, if you come to Friday night and half of the stuff that you said you were going to do, you didn't do, you feel so like bad about yourself. And you're just like, and then you come into Monday stressed up because you're like, Oh, I've got this new stuff. I said I was going to do this week, but I didn't finish last week. But maybe it's because the week before you had a friend visiting and two dinners and, you know, I don't know, like stuff happened. You didn't have that much time, but maybe that next week you're going to be able to catch up and actually finish it. So those two week things work better for me. It just makes me feel less bad about myself. <laughs> yeah. On that topic, I like to underplan. So for example, um, my, like I said, I have a weekly planner. Generally what I'll do, like every week I'll put in all the appointments I have on that, on that written planner. And then I will only plan say Monday to Wednesday. Like I'll only put tasks in Monday to Wednesday because I know one things will pop up that I need to deal with emergency things. Uh-huh. Two, some of those jobs will take longer than I think they're going to take. And so what I find is by the end of Friday, you know, I've, I've maybe done all of those things that I plan yeah. to do for yeah, Monday. That's and so day. good. Yeah. So and then yourself white space. Yeah. And then best case scenario, you've got like four hours free or, you know, like you actually have a, have an okay week where you're not completely stressed yeah. out. <laughs> so that's good. It's like, that's a problem that I see. I'm sure you guys are the same with your students, but with my students, I see them creating these to-do lists, which literally have 20 things on them for one day. That's not and possible. I'm really trying to, I know. And I'm really trying to get them into the, like, <laughs> the the habit of um having actually two lists so you have like a master list this is like everything that i need to get done for you know forever sort of you know brain dump type thing and then you have uh, priorities for the day i need to get these three or four at the very most done depending on what they are and of course i'm trying to take my own advice so i uh went to we finally got a muji store in canberra it's very exciting i love oh i went there when i visited i loved it it's so good um anyone who doesn't know it's like a japanese um sort of they have stationery and they have homewares and they have it's just a nice cool store yeah really like um sort of minimalist design it's really nice. So I picked up this little notepad, which has four boxes. It's like just a little sort of shopping list size notepad and it has four little boxes on it. Um, and I went to the checkout and she's like, what's this? And I'm like, I don't know, but I know I need it. And she's like, I think I need one too. <laughs> like everything in that shop. I don't know what it is, but I definitely need it. But the great thing is that I'm now using that as my like priority to do list for the day. So I've only got four boxes, so I can only put four things in it. So the thing that needs to get done first, put it in the first box and so on. So that's really helping me too, to just really stay on track and not uh, have 20 things that I'm only going to get two things done and feel bad about myself not having yeah. any. So. Under plan, people, under plan. And there's, trust me, there will always be something else that you will be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> like there will always be another 10 billion jobs that you, if you run out of, of jobs that you planned, you can get to that master list and tick some stuff off that and do some of the stuff that's been lingering for, let's be honest, for some of us years. So yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. The stuff that I, like I have this stuff in Asana where I write like, I call it the back burner and it's like yeah, stuff that's, that's kind of there, yeah. but you know, it's not really there. Like if I can work on it, I will. Sometimes I write stuff in there that I'm like, I'm never going to get to that. Like it's, you know, like I wish, but there's no way I'm going to have time in the next five years to do that. Like, like, like I just book. Like, yeah, yeah. Book. like writing a book. I'll do that later. Yeah. I still like that though. Backburners are cool. A cool yeah, idea. Yeah, good. I've heard it called like car park before and stuff too. Yeah. yeah, but it's sort of, I guess, the only reason I don't like the word is because it feels like at the at the front of it, there's like this thing that's like on fire that I need to deal with, you know? <laughs> but it is kind of what running a business is, the 
It's the passion, the passion yeah. fire. That's a, it's a good fire. It's a good fire. So I think I would say though, uh, for, especially for makers, it's important for any business, but especially for makers, there's that thing of planning ahead. It's underrated. Like people think they're going to do it and then they don't. Three months is the minimum. Like you have to do a quarter at a time. If you can do what Meek was saying, which is uh, beginning of what one quarter actually planning for the next, that's even better. And that's probably also for those of you who are a bit more established and that want to start doing, uh, you know, putting collections out there more often and all of that, you have to plan ahead of time. Like if you want to work with retailers and like sell wholesale, or if you want to reach out to the press and all of that stuff, you cannot be ready for Christmas in November and start sending your stuff to shops because they're going to be like, hello, we already are like, you know, we need to know that six months in advance for us to have time to pick, to put an order in for you to like send it to the retail store. And, you know, so you have to work with those uh, dates, you know, in, in your, in your, in your, what? in your head. Where? Okay. I couldn't finish that sentence, yes. but I hope that makes sense. <laughs> we know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, a prime example of that is the planner that we're all using that I put out. Um, and I guess you guys would have the same thing too. I can't do that in November. People want to buy it at the end of September. That means I can't even update it in September because I need like a month to do it. So I've got it in my calendar. What month is it before September? July, August. August. So I have it as August to update it. And that's like, you know, months and months away from the start of the year of when you actually, you know, start implementing the things that you're writing in it. But people want it before that because they want to start planning. So yeah, it's just, if I, if I hadn't planned for that, it'd come to December and I'd be go, oh, I better update that uh, planner. And then everyone'd be like, I already got my bloody planner. I don't want your planner anymore. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, you really have to be on the ball about these things. Yeah. And be on, be realistic about your market, you know, who you're serving, mm. when they're going to be buying stuff and all those sorts of things. And just for your insanity as well, you know, it's, it's, it feels good. It feels good to have a plan. Uh, it makes you feel like Less you're in control. Yep. It, it reduces stress levels and, you know, and also I want everybody to realize you can have a plan and you can also change the plan. Oh, totally. So don't feel like just because you've planned this out meticulously, but some other amazing idea or opportunity comes along. Now, make sure it's not shiny object syndrome because we all know what that's like. Oh, oh, this new idea. I want to do that instead. Yeah. And you're just doing it because it's exciting and new. Mm, yeah. Make sure it fits with your larger vision your core values, your goal for what you want your business to be and where you want it to go. But if another opportunity arises, that means you need to put something else off for a little while. That's okay. So it's a plan, but it's, it's going to be flexible. Um, and so, you know, that balance between the two, I think is important as well. That made me think about part one. If you haven't listened to that, you should. Um, <laughs> but in part one, I was talking about, you know, this vision and I gave the example of uh, balance. If you started your business to spend more time with your family and you're realizing that you're definitely not and you're just working so much. Um, and it's important to have that because then when you do your, when stuff or new stuff comes on board and you're well, not, not on board, but when new stuff comes as an opportunity and you're like, should I do it or not? You can remind yourself of that. So like if the idea mm. is that you want to balance out that time and get more of your family life back and this cool, you know, wholesale thing could maybe happen, maybe not because that is going to do exactly the opposite of what you want, which is freeing you and, you know, giving you some time instead, maybe for those next three months, 
if let's say you make handmade cards or invites and things like that and they're all sort of like high-end maybe they're like end stitch or whatever they take time to make so for the next three months you might instead want to go okay maybe i could have a collection of digital cards so that you yes know, yeah. Yeah. And that's really around that. yeah yeah so that you know it makes sense with my vision like i want to develop a range of products that aren't actually time consuming to make and that's still you know, valuable. Uh, so yeah, we would love to hear from you. What do you do? Uh, have we inspired any new p- potential planning ideas? Come and share with us, head on over to the business of making a Facebook group. If you're not already a member, just head on over to the business of forward slash Facebook, and it'll take you straight there and you can join our community and let us know how you plan, what works for you. I'll ask questions of the community you know see what works for other people as well that's you know really helpful also and if you enjoyed this episode as we said make sure you've listened to the first of these two episodes and we invite you to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes we have a show coming out for you every single week of us nattering about the business of making and uh, if you enjoyed it we would absolutely absolutely love if you would take a moment to leave us a rating or a review, either on iTunes uh, or on our Facebook page is another option as well if you're not an iTunes listener. Uh, I should say Apple Podcasts. I will get there eventually <laughs> with my other podcasts. I was so used to saying iTunes and then they changed it to Apple Podcasts. I'm like, you must say Apple Podcasts now. Okay, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Podcasts or where or Spotify. You can find our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you so much for listening for another week. Uh, and it's a sign out from me and Deb and Mick. And we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Sorry, my door keeps on banging, guys. Anyway, I hope you guys can't hear that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs>